What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Happy N7 Day. It is Brad. N7 Day. It is N7 Day. I'm celebrating by wearing my uh, my my hoodie, which I just realized you can't see the N7 because... <laughs> but, you can see, but you can see the distinctive stripe, which is all that... Uh, all that matters. Um, and, now that you have, and now that you have seen it, I am taking it off because it's very hot. Out. Yes, I get it. It's 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 seventy degrees in Maryland right now, which is unseasonably hot for early November. So, Holy not a shit. fan. Um, I'm I'm a fall weather guy, and this is definitely not fall weather. Um, yeah, man, I'm a jacket guy, man. I I love capes and hoodies and jackets, <laughs> and this is this is killing my whole vibe. I wait all year for autumn. And this is what I get an 80 degree day. Come on, man. It's fucked up. You know, we're here far, far be it for me to be, to be beholden to the, uh, to the order of things in the docket. Uh, we did get a small, uh, message from Bioware today saying, Hey, everything's going well with, uh, with the new mass effect game. We don't really have a whole lot to show you. Um, but then they also put out this like, 25 second video that shows what looks like some kind of a space station being built on that came with some muddled audio and base and the people decoded it. And so I guess people figured out what it said. So that uh, EA released uh, or Bioware released uh, what they called a clean transmission. Um, and it was an audio file of Liara uh, to Sony, who we know is going to be in the new game. Um, basically saying, oh, like the council is going to be pissed, but although they should know by now not to un- underestimate human defiance. And she was talking to a geth of some kind. Um, could it be Legion? Um, I don't know because that would make one of the choices that you make in Mass Effect 3 uh, canonical, which seems like I don't know if they want to basically set canon uh, for all with the last big choice in Mass Effect 3. Michael, what do you think about uh, about the little nibble that we got today? Um, you know, I, I'm glad that, uh, they haven't forgotten that, you know, some of us diehards still celebrate N7 Day and I'll take whatever little morsel I can get. Um, not really much to go on. Um, I, that's my big question is, mm-hmm. are they going to make one of the endings, uh, a canon ending? Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I'm really am concerned about right now. Uh, you know, everybody's like, "Well, is Shepard coming back?" I mean, you can you can, you can bring back Shepard. Like, it's they Shepard died before. <laughs> you, can, That's right. you can bring them back. Maybe maybe there's uh, a whole em- em- Emperor Palpatine style clone facility with nothing but <laughs> Commander Shepard's ready to uh, ready to save the galaxy uh, at at a moment's notice. Um, yeah, but then we'd have to play Fortnite in order to get the backstory as to why that happened, because that's a thing that happened in Star Wars. Michael, let me let me tell you the power of Fortnite real quick. So, like, the new Call of Duty came out. Apparently, it's decent. Um, it better be, because that's the horse they're riding for the next two years, uh, is this new Call of Duty game. Um, they added a third-person mode into the multiplayer. Um, that's like where you can specifically play third person because that's how popular Fortnite is because they want to try to get some folks over here that uh, that are that are used to playing a third person shooter. And so, wow. yeah, <laughs> Jesus. I was listening to a podcast uh, review talk about the third person mode and they say it's funny because like the the 
the menu like like the the momentum is the same as the first person mode but like in first person mode like they don't really move like a person actually moves so like you like right. the people in third person move like hyper fast and you know it just looks kind of weird um compared to what you would normally expect in the third person yeah shooting. i would imagine right like it's um i would imagine that it's like that socom running where like your torso is is stays in stays in place but like you're the bottom half of your body is on a swivel and it must be really weird seeing your little army men like build dams or whatever the hell they do in fortnite well that well and well that's the thing because remember like fortnite has like the no build mode now which Ah. which has opened it up to a lot of people so that i think i think that's what call of duty that's kind of the audience they're going for um is to kind of get those folks in that that are enjoying the no build part of Fortnite be like, oh go come play our our military shooter. Like you can't use John Cena, but you know, you can you can still do stuff. Um <laughs> what, look, if that, Matt- what if that's the next big thing for Call of Duty to ape, right? Like <laughs> just putting in any random uh person that might be like hot right now. I mean, didn't they already kind of do that? Didn't they have like a Snoop Dogg uh skin in uh Vanguard, I think? I would not be surprised. Snoop Dogg uh, sells. I don't want to call Snoop Dogg a sellout, but I will call him a brand whore. Like he, <laughs> will, he will hawk anything if you pay him, uh, and I'm not. I'm not terribly upset at it. But. No, fuck it. You like it. You made you 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 made your you made your mark on the world, and now you can uh, enjoy the enjoy the spoils of of Hell being yeah. an aging uh, an aging rapper who doesn't have to make music anymore. There you go. Uh so. Not a lot of news this week, which is fine because I've been I've really been enjoying playing playing my video games here. Um, but the biggest news that probably came out was that PlayStation announced the and the screen is like super dark. So I'm just going to have to click away from this um, uh, announced the price for the PlayStation VR 2. They also said it's coming out in the jam packed February 2023 uh, release calendar. Uh, Micah, the PlayStation 2 uh, PlayStation VR 2 is going to clock in at 549 US dollars uh which makes it both incredibly overpriced because that's more than a PlayStation 5 system is currently and yet also a bargain because from a spec standpoint this is comparable to like the Valve Index uh VR headset which starts at 1000 bucks on PC Jesus. Um yeah, I was going to ask because I don't um I don't have I don't, I don't have VR. I've never tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, the price feels like it is incredibly high. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what like decent specs are for, for VR systems. So if you tell me that this is something that is worth, um, that this is value for money, mm-hmm. uh, I believe you. And I'm just going to say, I don't. Uh, this isn't I'm not convinced to to shell out well uh, yeah for grip for <laughs> VR. From, so here so from a hardware perspective yes it is but there were some folks that were speculating that this could possibly like like oh what if PlayStation makes it compatible with PC because Sony's making a lot of inroads with with the PC community right now because they're releasing a lot of their games on PC after they've been out on PlayStation for a little while and things like that and I think if this is compatible with a PC I think that is becomes a massive success for them because you have people running out to buy this headset that have no interest in owning a PlayStation because to be able to get like a VR headset that's that powerful 
um, for that price is pretty good value for money considering what competitors are selling their headsets for out there. The problem is, is that when you're selling this on a PS5, really you're not competing against like the valve indexes of the world because there's a whole lot of extra benefit you get playing VR on PC. And that's like the modding community and there's a lot more games available and things of that nature. You're competing with like the Oculus or sorry, the meta quest uh, buying community out there and a meta quest is starts at $400. Um, it's not as powerful as the VR two, but it's powerful enough and it's wireless and, and it already has a very well established VR games library. Whereas the PlayStation five, there hasn't been a lot of games announced for it. And not only that, but they've also said that PS four uh, VR games will not be compatible with with this new headset because it uses a new like a new uh i i don't know like a new bait like a new engine or base or whatever you know whatever the fuck it is now there's a lot of folks who make who made games on playstation 4 who have said they're going to be putting out free updates for the games that will make them compatible on ps5 vr or, or the playstation vr 2 so that's good but sony's not mandating it like it's up to the individual publishers and developers to to kind of do that um no word on beat saber compatibility yet and unfortunately if you have a vr headset uh it better be able to play beat saber at a minimum because that is like the the <laughs> vr game um that's like the the standard vr game that everybody wants and everybody plays kind of the wii sports of vr as it were um but yeah it's like i said so it's 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 in a weird spot um it's also in a weird spot because obviously playstation 5s have been difficult to come by over the last two years we are almost at the two-year uh, anniversary of the PlayStation five. Wow. If you can believe it. It's been that wow. long already. Um, now that's easing up because PlayStation, I think had the high, I think led the console unit sales in October, which tells me that the supply chain woes are starting to ease a little bit for them, um, which is going to make them happy as well. But I don't know, man, like five forty nine is a big ask, especially when again, the software just doesn't seem to be there uh, at the moment for this. Yeah, man, uh, it not being backwards compatible is a really big, um, a really big blow to to this thing. Like, I'm not mad at the price. The price is the price, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's um, I I it's more expensive than like other VR headsets. But if you're telling me like this is like the top of the line shit, like I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked that a product with the Sony label on it is mm. overpriced, right? Like that doesn't, <laughs> like that doesn't surprise me, but if you don't have anything to, it's all about the games, man. Right. If you don't have anything to play, like there's no way I, I, I can see anyone buying this just yeah. to, just for shits and giggles. Nah, man, 550 is not shits and giggles money. No. And, and the big, like I so said, the big title they've announced so far is that horizon, uh, VR game, but that's a, I have to imagine that's like a small, a shorter experience. I don't know how long the game is, but the, the thing that the, th where VR has been successful is games that have a lot of replay value. And I don't feel like that the horizon VR game is going to have a ton of replay value. Like you're going to play it once and it's gonna be really cool, but then you're probably never going to play it again. That's going to be a, a $70 game. Um, when it comes out, I'm sure. So like, that's, that's a lot of money. There's a bundle. I think they're selling that comes with that game packed in for 600, but you know, 
it's it, it's it, they're in a tough spot, right? Like uh, like the market for this, like if you're a VR aficionado, you're probably using VR on PC. And if you're not like, I'm not going to pay this kind of money for a headset, you're probably but you still are curious about VR. You probably want to get a Meta Quest. Like I I had a I had an Oculus Quest, which is the same headset, and that was a really fun toy for six weeks. And then I stopped really using it. Now, part of the reason I stopped using it is because I'm kind of space challenged right now in my current home. Like I don't have a really great area to play VR. And like I was sitting, I was literally playing Beat Saber, like sitting in my chair in my office, <laughs> like facing one direction because that game, you can just move your, move your hands. Meanwhile, I would go play super hot in my living room and my wife's outside with our son. And she's like, you look like you're doing Tai Chi while you're playing super hot. Cause super hot of course is like the fucking, <laughs> like the, you know, slow motion, you know, John wick game. You know, where you're where when you're moving, the enemies are moving and and but it's a really fun game. Again, there's a lot of really cool experiences out there in VR. Um, but it's kind of a place where you almost have to make your own make your own way. Like because VR is not really supported by the big triple A developers that are out there in the space. So you're sort of reliant on indie developers and on the first party publishers for what Sony has coming. And I just don't think Sony has a whole lot that they've announced yet. That they're supporting. Do you, with. do you think the uh, the VR bubble? I want to get the um, the phrasing right. Mm-hmm. Is is the is the VR bubble about to burst? Like, is this the is this the last gasp? I I just don't see. I just I, I'm having a very very difficult time seeing virtual reality video games uh, within within. 10 years of just like being mainstream, like, Oh yeah, this is the new thing. Right. Mm-hmm. like, like when, when do we get to a point where, what are we in the ninth generation of consoles? Mm-hmm. Something like that. I don't see it happening in the 10th generation, which is another five to seven years from now. And I, I honest, I mean, I, it, I can't see I can't predict that far into the future to talk about the 11th generation mm-hmm. but I I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't see it happening in the next generation. If you're if you're asking will VR ever like break through to the mainstream gamer? Probably not. I don't I I I don't see it ever really bre- like breaching that that one wall. Mostly because the cost of entry is too high to get a decent, to get decent equipment. And I think that's the biggest obstacle that it has is you're asking people, Hey, like not only buy this $500 console, but also this $550 headset on top of it, that's going to have a very limited use case. So I think that, I think price is the main thing that prohibits it from hitting the mainstream. Um, but the VR community, even though it's niche, like they really do like their games. And there's a lot of independent development for VR games, again, mostly on PC, but a lot of those games do make their way over to PlayStation eventually because the since the audience is limited for those developers, you kind of have to go where the audience is. Um, and again, that's why Mark Zuckerberg's trying to spend billions of dollars with, with the metaverse because that's his that that's how he sees it opening up to the mainstream. Now, of course, Mark Zuckerberg has, you know, tanked 60% of Facebook's market cap with this really <laughs> bad idea. So, and, and, and to me, that kind of underlies that it's never going to be something that really just breaks out widely. Um, I think companies eventually will end up wanting to move more towards AR. 
I think Microsoft is a little early to that party when they were doing the HoloLens stuff a couple of years ago. Um, I don't think we're quite there from a technology standpoint, but I think that's eventually where people want to head. Um, but I think VR will still be there. But I, again, I just never think it's going to break through to the to John, Ga- you know, Johnny Gamer sitting there, you know, that buys like Call of Duty and Madden and shit like that every year. Like that dude's not going out and buying even even a, even a quest like they're not even going to go out and spend a couple hundred dollars to buy to buy a meta. So, yeah, it just um, I don't know. I'm I'm dying to try. one. Yeah. I, I want to I want to try it. I want to be a believer. Um. I just can't, I just can't justify it with the library and, um, yeah, I'm, and, and the fact that it's quoted is, you know, another, like it, it's a small thing, but like, nah, man, like yeah. the whole point, the whole point of it is I want to feel like I'm lost in this world. Uh, I don't necessarily want to be <laughs> tethered to the real world. I just, I, mean? I just thought of also one Pretty big uh, point of the VR digital experience that PlayStation does not have access to that the Quest and that PC VR headsets do have access to, uh, which is also a really good selling point for VR and something that you would also probably enjoy very much as well, knowing you. What is uh, what is that? Uh, what, what what industry needs to adopt oh. any wide oh. format in order for it to be uh, massively okay. successful? Yeah, when that happens, when that happens then I will be convinced. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's happened just to let you know, like, like there is definitely VR porn out there and it's fucking awesome. Like it's pretty cool. So <laughs> it's a fun experience. Um, I don't have a good transition to talk about uh, the game. One of the, one of the games that I've been playing here. So like, again, I've been enjoying my gaming. Um, I've had the steam deck for a month. I've probably sunk in damn near hundred hours of game time onto this little portable device, uh, which has been really great. Um, I talked about Vampire Survivors a couple weeks ago, uh, a game that, again, was $5. I have put over 30 hours into Vampire Survivors, and I have gotten, I think, 125 of the 140 achievements that are in the game um, to be able to unlock. It's very fun. (laughs) And it's sort of created a... It seems like it's sort of almost created like a subgenre of video games where these auto battlers so like kind of like MOBA, but it's not a MOBA like it's an it's a, you know, kind of like an ARPG mixed with uh, like auto battling mechanics. Um, And so a game that was on available as a demo in on Steam and it just actually went into early access today that I've been playing is Stolestone Survivors, which is kind of a natural evolution of vampire survivors. So this is the same kind of deal where you have a character and that character has, you know, starts with one attack and, you know, you're fighting waves of enemies as they come on the screen. Uh, the character attacks automatically on, and everything's on cooldown timers. And, you know, as you kill enemies, they drop experience. And when you get the experience orbs, you level up and, you know, so on and so on and so on. But this Stolson survivors is actually kind of like, what if you take vampire survivors and you and you add like Diablo kind of stuff into it. So like not only do you have this like feedback, this really fun gaming loop um, where you have this characters and you're just like you go from this like doing these little small attacks in a wide range to doing like s- screen filling attacks that do like massive damage to all these enemies and stuff like that as you go through the course of a run. But there's also like persistent 
leveling in the game. So like they have, you know, there's different currencies that you can uh, get resources for so that you can level up the individual characters. Um, you can unlock new skills for them, new weapons. You can unlock um, passive skills that affect all your characters. You can, you know, unlock different runes in the game to create different builds essentially for each character that catered towards specific skills. Um, it just seems like vampire survivors, but with even more potential replay value. Um, Cause this game um, stole some survivors, I think has 16 different characters in it, which is very different than vampire survivors. But at the same time, the 16 different characters, at least initially all play much more differently from one another. Um, and obviously like you can upgrade similar weapons and things like that. But uh, from what I understand is that each character has a different pool of weapons that they draw from. And like one of the things that the runes can do is you can bring in weapons from other pools into that character's pools to kind of vary up your builds. Um, so far it's been very fun. Uh, it's, it's a little bit quicker. Like each, each, each run is a little bit quicker than vampire survivors runs, um, which is great. Cause again, one of the, one of the things that's great about this little subgenre is that you can get in, get out. You can do a couple runs in a very little bit of time. It's very fun. Um, and so that it's been really good so far. So I've been enjoying myself. I put a couple hours in um, again, the game just hit early access today so that I would imagine they're going to be developing and adding stuff to the game as it's going through its early access period. Um, but again, if you like vampire survivors and you're interested for that, but maybe like the next step in that genre, um, I would definitely recommend checking out stole Sun survivors, which is on steam right now. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It looks uh it looks cool. There's a lot. There's <laughs> like yeah. a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing too, is that for for you especially, like I know that you don't like your uh you don't like your eight bit like lo fi aesthetic and vampire survivors. Like that's kind of its thing. Like like yeah. like it's purposely like, you know, that eight bit style uh graphics. Or at least the character sprites are eight bit style and then the uh the, the the environments are only slightly above that essentially so yeah. like this is this is much more polished and much more uh pretty than vampire survivors is yeah yeah i concur good lord there's there's a ton of shit going on yeah but again uh, it like it looks like there's a ton of shit going on but because you're not actually like pressing the buttons to attack like all that stuff is happening on is essentially happening automatically on a timer and you just have to position yourself well or make sure you're aiming in the right direction and that kind of stuff. So you can kind of focus on movement a lot more in this game. Like it's not like Diablo where you have to focus on movement and attack. It's a little bit more chill and a little bit less active um, than an ARPG would typically be. Cool. Very cool. Um, all right, folks, it's that time again, go to densepixels.com slash fans and join our discord uh, every week. Uh, we read uh, your questions and comments from the post office uh, tab. I don't know what the sections are called. <laughs> it's, a channel. Discord. it's a channel. Channel. Discord, yeah. Channel. Okay. Uh, we we read all of your questions and comments uh, when you change to the the channel uh, that that says post office. Um, you can also talk about uh, gaming news. Uh, you can pimp your stream. Um, you could talk about, uh, all the other stuff that we talk about F1 and premier league and all that cool stuff at densepixels.com slash fans, uh, go to youtube.com slash dense pixels and subscribe. You can see, uh, all of the flashing from the television, uh, that is playing, uh, just to my right. <laughs> uh, so you were left as you are looking at me. Um, 
And uh, click the bell notification button and click subscribe and all that good stuff. And and that's at youtube.com slash densepixels. Uh, subscribe to all of our podcasts, wherever you get our podcasts, including The Nerpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema. Uh, we are going to be doing a John Boyega movie called Breaking. Uh, this was one of, if not Michael K. Williams' last film role. Um Coming distractions, uh, Jay and I will be seeing Black Panther Wakanda forever this week, uh, and hopefully we will have a review out before Friday. Uh, and the weekly preview episode, uh, the weekly hour-long episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast, uh, Election Day is November 8th, and uh, Jay and Brad are going to be holding an election special, I mm-hmm. believe. As we do. Um and uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, I'm also very much looking forward to all of the um, election ads, especially the ones in Virginia, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't live in Virginia, but I live like close to Virginia. I'm looking forward to them just not being around. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to hear Yesley Vega's name one more time, I'm going to fucking <laughs> scream. Um Go to uh, go to densepixels.com slash premium. For $5 a month or $50 for the year, you get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the back episodes of The Airing of Grievances, No Time to Bleed, The Man with the Golden Tongues, Upstage Conversation, and the full episode, the full hour and a half, two hour-ish episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. That podcast is uh, weekly. It is, mm-hmm. it, is, uh, it is fresh every week. Uh, and it's worth the price of admission just to hear the thugs of news talk about uh, all the political happenings that's going on and the uh, and and the and the, the the massacre that's about to happen tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so yes, densepixels.com slash premium. And as Mike alluded, we will be uh, if you're listening to this uh, the day it comes out, uh, we will be live streaming election coverage starting at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Look Forward Show. Uh, YouTube channel. So you can definitely check that out as well. Um, Mike, a quick check in. Uh, we're not going to belabor this because we've talked about a lot of last week's current collection level in Marvel snap. Go. It's, uh, I think it's like two fifty. Okay. Yeah. It's not far, man. I've just been, I've been really busy. Uh, the only time I get a chance to really sit down and play it is when I am, uh, when I'm trying to put the smallest, the youngest child to sleep, mm-hmm. um, and um, and he doesn't like to sleep long, so you would think I would have more time. But I'm I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed that when I I I put him down at uh, midnight, and then I go into my my room, and then he wakes up 20 minutes later, and mm-hmm. I got to go back, and I got to do that all night long. Um, so I'm just a little too pissed to be playing something. Mm-hmm. Um, plus I'm not working. So like, that's yeah. when I get on my phone game, on my phone game yeah. when I'm working. Well, see, I, that, I'm playing it during my lunch hour basically. So that's kind of what, that's kind of what's going on there. Um, I'm yeah. up to 406, I want to say. 406. Uh Oh, yeah. look, look, I think, I think Dr. Doom is like 460 something. Yeah. I'm getting close to that, that pool three, uh, group of cards that's coming. That's coming. Yeah, soon, so. buddy. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's still been fun. Still, still been good. I'm, and I'm very curious. I, I, I haven't been keeping up on the news, mm-hmm. you know, with it. 
have they announced what the next season is going to be? They have not announced it. Um, there's a rumor. I think I think there's a post in the post office. We might dip into the question bucket uh, a little bit early today. Uh, let's see here. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, no. Oh, it wasn't in the post office. Someone in the Discord just said uh, the rumor is that they're going to be le- uh, doing a Wakanda Forever season. So it'll be like Black uh-huh. Panther themed. Well, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. Um, I got no got no qualms that should be pretty cool because uh to my knowledge i don't know if there's a black panther i haven't seen a black panther card yet it might be a pull three card so I, we might not have had a lot of occasion to see it yet but they might be holding it back for for the season to happen yeah um i did buy the season pass because i did i did max it out so i'm like well, all right i'll you know i since, mean you since, might as since well. i'm gonna get all the rewards <laughs> like i'll you know i'll, I'll, I'll get i'll, I'll pay the ten dollars so so i got my miles morales card which uh really unlocked the uh the uh the variant right uh well both like you like oh. you get the regular version oh, right away right. and then the, the variant one. when you max it out um really unlock the synergies of a move deck for me because miles morales uh if a card moves the prior turn you can play him for one one energy and he's a five power card so it's pretty good Ooh. pretty good value so <laughs> <laughs> uh so speaking of uh, things that aren't great value, um, you know, that actually, that actually kind of, it amazes, I'm sorry. It amazes me <laughs> how like, like some of these, like these cards are built around some of the powers that they have. Right. Because yeah. if you think about that, like one of miles's powers that makes him unique amongst the spiders is that he can disappear. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has camouflage. So him being able to, move essentially move at a lower cost is like him sneaking uh is like him disappearing and sneaking into like another area without being noticed and then like fucking molly whopping you in the back of the head <laughs> so if, yeah, if, if you if you say so this what what this game has done is it has introduced me to a whole world of marvel characters but i only know them from a mechanic standpoint so like i'm like, <laughs> like i don't know I don't know anything of what they do. All I know is that like Jessica Jones, like, you know, she, she's only four power to start, but if you don't play a card in her area, she will double that up. And (laughs) that, that works great in like bar sinister. When, when you play a card there, you create copies of that card to fill the entire area. So that's 32 (laughs) power with a, with one card play. And that's, that's what I assume Jessica Jones does is, is she just gets more powerful when you leave her alone. So, yeah, she's she's actually kind of a loner. So like, <laughs> like so she's like just like don't fuck with me. Yeah. Uh that's funny, man. So uh so we're we're moving to Squaresoft, who had themselves not a great week. Um we're not spending a ton of time on the OCP story where IGN asked him, like, hey, why all the white people in Final Fantasy 16? And he's like, ah, oh, because we wanted to have a very European-centric setting game, even though it's a fantasy game. And we can do whatever we want. Like, yeah. don't like, like, I'm, like, I'm sorry, people don't, don't count on the Japanese to, to be inclusive of, of many people. Like they, they're not even inclusive of, of, of their own, of, of, of their, their own, own yeah. right. Of their own people. You know? Right. Like, like, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you got them riding giant birds. Right. As horses. Like, it, like. But I mean, not, like, like we, I'm like I'm just like looking at Persona and like like per, like Persona Five, for example, the only Persona game that I played. Here's a game that takes place in Japan, and all of the characters basically look like like ang- ang- Anglo-styled 
children, even though that they are all native Japanese people. They are all native Japanese people. Um, I usually give anime a pass, right? Mm-hmm. Like if it's anime, I'm just going to assume that they are Japanese, right? But one of the characters is half Japanese. Like she's uh, on. She, she's mm-hmm. like, she speaks English and has blonde hair and blue eyes. So yeah, they just can't. And, and uh, Ryuji, like the only thing that would make him Japanese is his name. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, yeah, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Yeah. I I don't expect uh quite frankly, I'm shocked that Forspoken is starring a woman of color. <laughs> uh, yeah, really so, so so again, while while uh, Yoshi P's response was abysmally bad and saying nothing probably would have been better, um I don't know what anyone was expecting, to be quite honest. So yeah. <laughs> but uh much much more offensive to to me um is the fact that so like they tease this new game that they're announcing called symbiogenesis and they're like we have this new project coming and speculation was rampant like they like a lot of people like they looked at the name and they're like oh like what if we're resurrecting the parasite e franchise and things of that nature because like these are like that term um sounds like something that would be in a parasite e game basically because of all the all the wacky science that's in those games but no, uh, this is a new interactive NFT project that is coming uh, from Square sometime next year uh, in the spring. It's going to be a browser-based game for PC and mobile. Uh, Square says it's going to be a new, quote, franchise, which will use the Ethereum blockchain, where characters in the game will be able to collect digital art, and there will be an interactive story where players can, quote, untangle a mystery by completing missions. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're still hanging on. We're still hanging on to this. It's uh it's interesting to me that Square seems to be a company. They're like the anti-Capcom, right? Like Capcom's doing everything. Like has is making all the right moves nowadays. Like they're they're putting out really good games, well thought out. Like they've really taken stock of, you know, the best way to 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 you know leverage their franchises to be as successful as possible. And square seems to be successful despite themselves. Like, 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 you know, they had all these Western studios. They, they, they're, they're, they're chasing the latest trends. They're, you know, they're getting surprised when these don't necessarily pan out. Like, you know, you look at Avengers and, you know, obviously like that's just them trying to chase like the loot box genre. They're like, well, you know, all these, all these companies have these games with these, uh, these loot boxes. Like we need a loot box game. Well, it was fucking terrible because you you approach the game from that from that angle It's like, how can we make a game centered around loot boxes and also as Marvel characters? Uh, I have no doubt that this game is going to be equally shitty, like because they're the, the, the starting point is how can we make a game uh, centered around distributing NFTs that people will will pour money into, hopefully. And if it wasn't for Final Fantasy 14 defying the odds and being like the broken clock of 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 the square uh, the square universe over the past several years, uh, where would Square be right now? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Square is like it's Square is like professional wrestling mm-hmm. in that you know something is just kind of over and done with once they start doing it in wrestling, right? Like, <laughs> like. Like catch these hands, uh, you about to catch these hands was a was like a colloquialism that people used to use, and then like Braun Strowman 
started saying, get these hands. It's just like, all right, well, that's done. It's over. <laughs> uh, the kids used to say, oh, this is mid, like mm-hmm. middling, right? Like, And now, like, they're doing it in wrestling. And now it's like, this is kind of corny and lame. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, that's what I get from from Square. Like, oh, man, like. People like people like first of all they don't like these looter shooters, but like people like looter shooters. I mean, at least they had the forethought to like nab the the biggest IP that's right. going right now in Avengers. But then they turn around and like they they fucking they they piss all over it. So I have no doubt that this is going to be a bunch of garbage. Uh, I look forward to watching it fail, and. Um, I look forward to guffawing about it with you when it does. Yeah. Well, like make no bones about it. Like Mike and I are not going to fucking touch this thing with a 10 foot pole. (laughs) Even, even if it's fucking free, like there's no way, like not, not, not even, not even a pure smooth brain curiosity would get me to fucking even, even give this thing a minute of my time. Get the fuck out of here. So, um, it's gotta have a code for God's sakes. Right. Yes. Yeah, I will not do anything that's supporting directly supporting NFTs. Um, so Riot uh, also made a bit of news this week. So they put a gay black champion uh, in the game, um, which is a very forward progressive move. Um, not surprisingly, uh, Little Nas X uh, had it's uh, featured at their Worlds tournament that they had over this past weekend uh, as a performance, which is uh, which is very cool. Uh, not so cool is that they are self-censoring this character in certain regions uh, where League of Legends is played. Now, League of Legends, global phenomenon, um, has uh, very high player counts all over the world, um, perhaps even more more so um, in other in other regions that aren't uh, that aren't the U.S. or aren't Western regions. Um and basically, he said, uh, uh, this is Jeremy Lee, uh, who is uh, a member of Riot Games. And he's quoted as saying that each region can publish certain aspects of the game a little bit differently to fit into the local culture, um, which is really more to say, hey, uh, there's a lot of people or a lot of a lot of countries around the world where homosexuality is illegal, uh, if not just ostracized still. Um, and so these countries apparently, uh, do not have a gay character in the game and they have certain things that are in like the game's lore and things like that to obfuscate the fact, uh, that this character is homosexual. I mean, I, I hate it when, I hate it when people do this, mm-hmm. like the, cause it's just, it's disingenuous. And, and, um, like if you're going to, if you're going to support you're going to be an ally that's why i don't like when people are like oh i'm an ally like you can't you can't just be an ally to my face Mm -hmm. right you can't uh you can't if you like if you want to do this that's fine i guess no it's not but like don't turn around and then just try to get like like kudos for for doing this right that's my thing, right? People are going to do what they want, right? Like I, I understand, I understand from a, 
a practical business aspect, right, of mm. why they made the option the way they did. Um, but like, don't turn around and be like, "Hey, look at what we did. Come pat us on the back." Um, it just in for a penny, in for a pound, man. I, I don't. I, I hate it when companies do this. Yeah. Like, stand in your truth, man. Like, yeah. this just makes you very wishy-washy. Well, and, and again, like, I not not to excuse them for doing this because it's 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 weak. I know why they do it because they want to make sure that nothing's upsetting the you know the the bajillions of dollars that they're raking in right from I League can't. of Legends. Like, you know, they want to make sure that that they're not like the games are getting banned in certain countries, um, because of because of this. And now, to be clear. The lore for these characters exists, I believe, solely on the League of Legends website. Like, there's no actual difference in the game itself. But mm. it's just, I, I don't know, It just uh, it, this seems so unnecessary to me. Especially if it's not in the game specifically. Like, like, like if this character's yeah. lore is not in the game specifically that addresses the fact that he's homosexual, then why, why does it even matter if, right. if, 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 you, if, it's, if it's that way or not? Like what do you makes not, a difference? He's not he's he, there's not a there's not a dick sucking button, right? <laughs> like he's not performing on in the game. So like yeah. I, I I just I don't like just don't even just don't even make it don't even it, it, like put the character in there, but like mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, like you like you said, they 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 want credit for doing the right thing. Even if they even if they're not really like they're doing the right thing, but they're not really because they're not stand they're not actually standing up for the values that they claim to to hold dear because they're not pushing up against other cultures and other countries where this stuff is not permitted. Where if you're if you're truly fighting for equality, like that's not just a, a Western fight like you fight for equality worldwide. And there's still a lot of con- a lot of cultures and countries, especially in the eastern part of the world. Where homosexual, even in, I'm I'm not just talking about like the Middle East, like Japan, it's still kind of like, you know, very, you know, very, very taboo in a lot of ways. They're getting better. They're making, they're making inroads. Like we're seeing on Nintendo put LGBTQ characters in their games now for the first time, which is great, but it's taken a really long time to get there and there's still a long way to go. And I mean, there's still a long way to go in this fucking country that like, like in this country where it's, you know, where it's just a a fact of life now, but you have a whole political party that would just as well disenfranchise these people from a variety of different rights if they could, like if they, if they had their druthers about them. So the more that, you know, when you have a, we've talked about it on the show before, like when you have a platform as large as league of legends, um, not that you're responsible to fight for these things, but if you believe in them, you are. And I just feel like that you say you do, right. if you say you believe in them, then, well, guess what? You opened yourself up to that. Right. Like I, like if you don't, if you, if you're not ready to, if you're not ready to, to back up this creation, you might as well just not put it in there. Like I, I just not put that character in there. Like I don't, I don't, um, yeah, you don't get any, you don't get any kudos from me if, uh, if you're not, let, and it's not just video games that do this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Movies do it all the time, right? Because sure. they, you know, they want to get that big global box office, especially like the Chinese market. Oh, right? sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and so, look, I'm not, I'm not harping on uh, riots specifically, but um, 
this is just people in general. Like if you're not ready to, if you say black lives matter, but like, but like, like if you say you want to, you want to fight for the homeless, but like not in my backyard. Yeah. (laughs) Then like you ain't, you ain't down for that fight. Like don't, don't expect me to, 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 you know, pat you on the back, you know? So I, like I, all right, I'm going to go off on a, on a, on a tangent. That's here. all right. Uh, okay. And this is, this is, you know, this is game related. Uh, I'm, I'm incredibly disappointed with the NBA. Mm-hmm. And um, look, I haven't watched the, the video that, um, that Kyrie Irving uh, essentially uh, endorsed. Um, but I guarantee you, if it's coming from him, the person who doesn't believe in vaccines and thinks that the world is a Rubik's cube, um, I, I I guarantee you, it is not it is not good. Mm. Uh, it is it is it is some foul shit. And the way the NBA, as an organization, players and organization, bent over backwards to ha- to to show black people. Hey, we stand with you. We, you know, end racism. We can, we, we, we put little monograms and stuff on the back of your, on your jerseys. And like everybody came together in the NBA for Black Lives Matter. And, and this dude comes off and, and essentially endorses some anti Semitic shit and is, and, and nobody is saying anything. Nobody, nobody, very, it took him a while to act on it. I mean, mm-hmm. the damn commissioner is Jewish for fuck's sakes. And it took them forever to, to, to act on it. And I just, I'm incredibly disappointed. I'm incredibly disappointed, yo. And, um, you know, you can't be like, this ain't my fight. Like, mm-hmm. nah, yo, it, 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 it is, it is. White supremacy has, has pit blacks and Jews against each other, um, for years, decades to, to it's classic divide and conquer, mm-hmm. um, because we have a shared history. Uh, we have a parallel history and it's, and their, and, and their atrocities happened 80 years ago. So uh, you can see why <laughs> I understand why they don't really want that shit to fucking happen again. You're right. It only happened 80 years like ago. Like they're like, again, still people on this planet literally were alive when right. <laughs> like, 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 like during the Holocaust. So. So for people to just be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to play ball and well, you know, I'm not here to tell this man what he, you know, what, like, nah, yo, that's bullshit. And it's cowardly. Well, and I meant, and I mentioned this on look forward too. like Reggie Miller made a, a really good point during a Nets broadcast when, when Kyrie, before Kyrie was, I don't know, suspended or, or whatever, whatever the fuck, whatever, whatever mild tepid discipline they they love yeah. you on him oh he can't play 10 games motherfucker he didn't play like 50 games last year <laughs> you think that's gonna hurt him right <laughs> but the, but Re- Re- reggie miller made the point where he's like look he's like this league had no problem coming together to excise like donald sterling and robert sarver and like a lot of these racist ownership groups and rightly so He's like, but you can't like, like, but then to not be able to speak out when one of your own is, you know, peddling some anti-Semitic bullshit. He's like, that's not right. And like Shaq and Barkley also went off on him during uh, inside the NBA as well. So it's, it's nice to see pressure coming in from the media on, on the topic. But I was also disappointed that more players didn't, didn't speak up as well. 
Yeah, yo. Even even if it's just to say, uh, even if it's just to denounce anti-Semitism, right? Yeah, writ large. Like I, I just, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It just made me. It just made me mad. Uh, all right, that's enough of the free preview episode of the Look Forward. <laughs> Uh, I am your more handsome host, not Jay, joined by my my co-host Brad. Yeah. Um, I'll yeah. tell you what. Let's let, let's let's peddle some Amazon wares, and then I'll talk about Gordian Quest. Go to uh, go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. Uh, that guy might be buying the command. I know. <laughs> along, <laughs> along along with uh, along with Jay Z and Matthew McConaughey, according to last uh, last reports. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like, dude, you've already got HQ2 right in that backyard, man. I, all right. Dude, I, so, like, I know I know that this isn't the reason why Jeff Bezos is thinking about buying the Commanders, but I know it's also not not the reason why Jeff Bezos is looking to buy the Commanders because that just gives him one more thing that would that will stick in Donald Trump's craw because Donald oh, Trump absolutely. always wanted to own an NFL team and the owners would not let him at the table. That's why he basically... Oh caught on to the usfl in the 80s and tried to run that fucking league absolutely That's, that is 100 percent part of the reason why he wants to own a he don't need to own a football <laughs> team what the fuck anybody think jeff bezos knows what a football is <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but yeah no that's 100 just to just to have more inroads into the seat of power right uh in this country um to own everything except the presidency um is is that's that's that guy's goal like rich people fighting is just hilarious to me <laughs> go to um go go to densepixels.com slash amazon for all of your Amazon purchases. And when you do, we get a small, a little minuscule cut of uh, a finder's fee of what um, of what you uh, purchase. Now, I typed in uh, football to densepixels.com slash Amazon, and I'm getting a, uh, a litany of, of footballs, um, just, just nothing but balls, red, uh, blue balls, yellow balls, brown balls. Patriot balls, um, uh, street balls, street legend balls, um, those balls that have like the aerodynamics like built into mm. them. Uh, so you can pretend that you threw the ball farther when in fact it's just a Nerf ball. That's why you threw it so far. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the football that looks like a pineapple grenade. Um, and, uh, a whole host of, of other football related, uh, items like the Franklin sports NFL kids football uniform. Um, that's a Cowboys uniform. So literally everyone in the, in Southern Maryland is going to buy it because it's a <laughs> Cowboys fucking <uniform. laughs> That's pixels.com slash Amazon. And l- let me tell you something from, from a, from a cachet standpoint, uh, spending $2 billion on an NFL team 
will get you way it will get make you way cooler than spending forty four billion dollars on a platform that you're intent on burning down to the ground. That's all I'm gonna say. Right. I mean, that. like, what does that guy do? Like, rich people, <laughs> like this is you know, I'm all for people making as much money as they possibly can, but there is an argument, a very, very good one, a very like. Like these people just have so much money that they just don't know what to do. So I'm just going to buy a social media platform on a whim. And now people are making fun of me. So now I'm going to destroy it. Like, <laughs> shut up. God, I hate, I hate, God, fucking let me be rich. Let me win that Powerball. Let me be a billionaire. Which team are you going to buy? Oh, man. Which team am I going to buy? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I should buy the Broncos just so I can reenact that scene in the Simpsons where, uh, <laughs> where, where he's gifted, a, where he's gifted the team and Homer's just like, Oh, the Broncos. The Broncos. <laughs> and that's pretty much the, the, right now, that is pretty much the exact same uh, reaction that I would have if I owned the Broncos. <laughs> Ironically, that episode came out like the year before they won the Super one of two straight Super Bowls. So like that that that's yeah, the one that's pissed. the one time where the Simpsons got it wrong where where yeah, yeah, they the were pissed. Yeah. yeah, we're not going to be made fun of by Matt Groening. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other game I've been playing uh, again because there's not a card based deck builder that I will not buy uh, is a game called Gordian Quest, uh, which is the answer to the question: What do you get when you cross slay the spire? With Dungeons and Dragons, um, this is a uh, campaign-driven uh, RPG that just happens that the combat happens to be played with a deck of cards for each character that you have in your party of three. Um, well, the other thing that makes this nifty uh, is that it's a tactical deck building game. So battles take place on different sized grids uh, that are usually arranged in some kind of square or rectangle. Um, and you can actually position your characters around the grid, which determines um, who are eligible targets for the different attacks or abilities that they can use. Um, the enemies can do the same thing uh, where the enemies can position themselves and they have different attacks that are that only attack specific areas uh, like Slay the Spire and other games of this ilk. You do get a preview to see what your enemies are going to do when it's their turn to act. Um, so you can, again, you can kind of use that information to best position yourself uh, to win the battle. Um, as characters level up, you unlock nodes on a skill tree, essentially, which you can use to unlock new cards, the power of the cards you have, trim your deck down, or to give yourself uh, abilities, uh, ability points in strength, dexterity, or intelligence, which then comes into play because as you go through the game, you'll run into different events, um, which basically uses a D20 system uh, to determine how successful or or poorly uh, you did the event, which will then change kind of how the, the rest of the game unfolds. Um, it's light on story um, and higher on gameplay, which is fine for me because I'm much more all about gameplay with this stuff. What I will say is that if you have been interested to check out like card driven deck builders, I think it's a really good one to get into because it really is approachable uh, from a system standpoint, because it really does play pretty much more like an RPG um, that just happens to have cards more than a, you know, card driven deck builder game. I think it's a little bit easier to kind of wrap your hands around the systems for folks that might not be as into the genre. Uh, the other thing that I think is really cool is that they have 
three different difficulty levels that basically take the game from either a campaign driven RPG where when you die, you get kicked back to town and for your party to regroup and then you can go back out from where you laid off. Um, or you can do it in a rogue like or road light rogue light modes where it's much more run driven, where you have to kind of do everything without dying and and in that sort of way. So you can kind of scale the difficulty uh, based on your experience in these games. Um, again, another solid uh, deck building game. This one had really good reviews. So I was anxious to check it out on a sale. Um, Gordian quest is good. Like th this is one that I'm not going to be like sitting down playing for hours at a time. Like I'll just kind of check back in on it occasionally and just make a little bit more progress kind of reminds me of um uh griftlands which was the one of the deck builders that i played last year that i thought was excellent so so i'm i'm looking at uh i'm looking at this mm -hmm. and um i've i've been curious about midnight suns mm -hmm. um that's a uh that's the firaxis marvel tactical card building game mm -hmm. right and um, I'm the way you're describing Gordian Quest uh, minus the minus the uh, strategic like grid based mm -hmm. arena is kind of sounds like what's going on with Midnight Suns. Uh, do you have any interest in that? I guess yes. I'm interested, on, but on, I don't want to. Micah, Micah, as as you are friends with me on Steam, uh, you would know that Midnight Suns is on my Steam wish list because I'm very curious <laughs> to see. <laughs> uh, if the game's going to be any good, because I really, so like, I really enjoy like, so like what I found about tactics games is that I need something else besides just the dudes on the grid and the random die rolls to get me into it. Like if, if that's all it is, I'm going to bounce off pretty quickly. Like XCOM, I tried so hard, so many times with XCOM to really dig deep and get into the game. And I just can't like, like for some reason I just can't, I, I feel like I play them so poorly, but if you give me a hook, a mechanic hook that I can really wrap my hands around, that's where I start to get into tactics games a little bit more. And so like midnight suns being car driven and not being so, so grid based, I think for me is what I would need to get into that game. Plus like I have all these new Marvel characters that I can learn about in all new mechanical ways that, that <laughs> that's a currently doing Marvel staff. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about it. Uh, I, you know, I haven't pulled the trigger on it because like, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm trying to get out of that. Right. I'm yeah. I, I would, I would wait for reviews and see, see kind of what the, uh, what, what the uh, word is on the street about it before you dive in. But I do think that, from what I've seen of Midnight Suns, um, that seems like if you're interested in this like mechanic, to that seems like a good inroad because not only is it a genre of games that you're already somewhat familiar with, but you're also it's Marvel, so like you also have that to to kind of get you in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. Quick, quick trip to the post office. Um, Johnny asked us how we felt about the fact that it's N seven day and nothing was really shown. He said, "How how oozy are are we feeling?" about that that's what you know is it's what we expect right like we're not expecting much from from bioware as with mass effect quite yet no not yet it's way it's, it's way too early it's way too early i i expect you know i expect to hear more dragon age stuff uh before i hear anything related to mass effect and i don't expect any dragon age stuff for a good long while i agree oh so i'm not uh i'm not i'm not too pressed about it uh, Gustavo asked me, how do I feel about uh, Tottenham Hotspur going against his AC Milan 
uh, in the opening round Champions League matchup. Um, I have to say, Gustavo, of the matchup possibilities that existed for Tottenham, um, Milan was definitely one of the ones that I wanted to get um, because uh, they are one of the easier outs, in my opinion, uh, in that first round of the Champions League. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean Spurs won't fuck it up because if there's anything Tottenham Hotspur will do, it is snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, but it definitely beats the shit out of playing some of the other, potentially playing some of the other clubs that were, uh, that were, that, that we had the possibility of being drawn against in the first round of the knockout stage. Mm, sounds like fighting words. Well, plus, plus the other thing is there's a fucking eon between now and when the, when the knockout rounds actually happen. Because like so like the Champions League takes place in two phases. You have the group stage, which happens at the beginning of the season, and then you have the knockout rounds, which is the single elimination tournament, which happens in the second like like more in the spring, springtime. And but not only do you have like, you know, summer transfers and a lot of months to go between now and then, we also have a World Cup this year, but but between now and then. So like a lot could like, like no one knows what to expect. Like, like all these players are going to be fucking dog ass tired. Um, by the time we get there, Tottenham, if they go far in the domestic cups as well, are going to be playing just an absurd amount of fucking football matches, uh, in over the next several months. But we, and, and plus like they have a lot of players who are on world cup squads as well. So they're going to be playing all through the world cup too. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Who do you root for in the world cup? Uh, well, the, the U.S., of course, but if the U.S. is not playing, um, my like I'm partial to to uh, uh, Holland and to England. OK. All yeah. right. Um, I was just curious because like I, I'm, I mean, I'm going to root for the U.S. Mm-hmm. I'm going to root for France just because I, I, you know, I, I like to pretend that I'm a Francophile. <laughs> uh, I, I really enjoyed my time there. Um but yeah, I always wonder like, who do Americans root for in the World Cup? Like, because America isn't exactly like known for, you know, <laughs> dominating soccer. No, not necessarily. Right? <laughs> Listen, I, I I can tell you that white Americans generally root for the teams that represent their ancestral homelands, essentially. Oh, which is okay. which is why Man, which I got is why no dog in this fight. Yeah, which is why <laughs> which is why I root for the Netherlands and and also England because I'm pretty sure that part of my mother's side uh is is as of British descent at least. Plus England has a shitload of Spurs players on the squad as well, so I like to see them do well. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh Cam says, "Do you think AEW uh bringing back Colt Cabana to TV last week will trigger a CM Petty return to WWE?" Uh no. Yeah, no. I'm going to say I if if Vince was there, I would say maybe. The fact that Triple H is running the show leads me to believe that CM Punk is not going not going to want to go anywhere near uh Vince's quote doofus son-in-law as he, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as he puts it. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think CM Punk is, uh, unless it's all work. Uh, right. I, I, I think, uh, I think CM Punk is is done with mainstream professional wrestling. Right. Like, there are only two companies who could afford what he'd be asking, mm-hmm. and um, and he's kind of burnt bridges uh, with the two of those. Um, I saw that. Uh, we'll know for sure. When AEW Fight Forever comes out, 
uh, because he's front and center. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. He is front and center. And um, and that game is a day one Game Pass game. So uh, I will I will I will check that out. But yeah, well, no, he ain't he ain't coming back. He ain't coming back to WWE. What are they gonna do with him? What are they right. gonna do with him? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and that just goes like like these are the growing pains that, a, you know, a young company has to work through. Right. Like Tony Khan should never have fucking hitched that big of a wagon to a dude like CM Punk without, you know, have it having it out or ha- having like an escape clause or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like, like he literally he literally put the belt on this guy twice. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's uh, he's he's the worst type of person to manage something like this he's a fan right right like you don't you don't get high on your own supply right like you don't you, you, no you can't that's not how you run a business you know what i'm saying like there those the cons aren't from jacksonville right <laughs> like they don't have a like an emotional attachment to the jacksonville jack it's a business like that's what you need. That's how you need to. That's how you need to run it. Vince fucking hates wrestling. He fucking hates it. Vince wants to own a football team and bodybuild. That's what Vince McMahon wanted to do. And he kind of fell into wrestling. And he, he he's but he wasn't like he wasn't a mark for wrestling. Right. It was a business for him. And um, that's Tony Khan's like big problem in my opinion. Is he's too close to the fandom. He's too close to. He's too much of an internet wrestling guy. Yeah. You know, and I, I still like AEW. I just don't watch it as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, meanwhile, like WWE is taking the most annoying white man, uh, the, the, the personification of white privilege and making the world love him. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. Who's, man. Who is this you're referring to? Logan Paul. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, Logan Paul. I, I didn't watch it, but 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 the returns are he did a hell of a fucking job. I mean, and I've seen I've seen clips of him doing buckshot lariats, and there's a poster, there's a picture that looks like a fucking anime poster of like Roman Reigns going for a punch and Logan Paul ten feet in the air doing a flying punch and shit. Like it's fucking wild, dude. Yeah, like like, like I said, I I I still don't like him. Um, but he has begrudgingly earned a modicum of respect, uh, from yeah. me, especially, like especially apparently doing his knee in the middle of the match and still, you know, still finishing yeah, it up. He's taking it seriously, man. Like, so, like, Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I don't understand what, why he needs it. Like, like he's the last guy that fucking need, like he, <laughs> like, like he doesn't need WWE at all. Like he's doing quite right. well for himself regardless, but. And now his brother wants to get into it too. It's a fucking hell. We're going to see the Paul brother tag team champions at some point. I'm sure. So. All right. That is that. That will be my. Uh, that will be my David Arquette moment with yeah. WWE. Get out of here, man. Um. Let's see. We also have. Uh. He Cam asked if we saw the last woman standing match. Um. Between uh, Bianca and Bailey at Blood Money in the Bank. Um. No. I make it. I make it a point of. Uh. Point of. Uh principle to not watch any of the Saudi shows. I've not watched a single minute of them. No, I don't watch them live. Uh, if, uh, if Facebook is, if Facebook usually, uh, posts, not Facebook, but you know what I mean? If I'm scrolling through Facebook, uh, one of the wrestling 
you know, groups that, that I follow. We'll post clips or pictures and stuff like that. Um, but no, I, I generally don't watch the actual event, at least not, you know, not, not through Peacock or whatever. Mm. And then uh, he also says, with the official Gears of War movie news that was announced today, uh, are we automatically casting Dave Batista as Dom? And who else is in your cast if you had the pencil? I think Dave Batista is too good for the Gears <laughs> for the Gears of War movie. I don't like he like, he may even want to do it, but I think he's too good of an actor to uh, I, to be cast in that shit. I think uh, I think he would be cast. Well, I think Cam might have made a mistake. I think he's I think he meant Marcus. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. He meant Phoenix. I, uh, I know I know who Dom probably should be. And you're gonna and, and if you can't think of it yourself, you're gonna hit yourself once I say it because it's it's too it's too obvious, I feel like. Who was that? Uh John Barenthal, I feel like would be a good Dom. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He would be a good uh, he would be a good Dom. Yeah. Um I look if if Dave Batista doesn't want to do it. Uh, which I would not blame him. I I do think Dave Bautista is a better actor than than just he's he's proven to be a better actor than just be a meathead. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he would necessarily want to do it because he's already done it in a Gears of War game. Like he was a skin and he voiced uh, Marcus um, in in like Gears Five or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, you can get somebody like Joe Manganiello. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he seems to be like right around that level, right? Yeah, He's a big thick dude uh, running around killing aliens and shit. Uh, look, if Lester Spate isn't, uh, <laughs> they're not going to cast I'm, him. Is it? Is it too, I, well, then I'm not watching. Is it? Is it? Is it too? <laughs> is it too obvious to cast Terry Crews in that role? I as, think as it is. I I I think um I think I think that's that's easy pickings, right? Like mm-hmm. I think that's a I think that's an easy cast to uh, uh, an easy slot to fill with him, um, and it would work. Mm-hmm. It, it would work. I, I but you know, I, I got to get Terry Tate, man. I got to yeah. get Terry Tate. Uh, Baird, and, um, Baird, I don't know. Off, off, off oh, top of my head. Baird, Baird, uh, Baird could be like Baird could be like like John Cena, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying yeah, that just, he's good. Like 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 John Cena. John Cena's peacemaker character, but smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can totally see that happening. Because um, you don't want to get somebody like, I mean, the only other person I can think of maybe is like Ryan Reynolds, but I think right. he's a little too snarky. You know? Oh, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, uh, look, 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 because I, I thought about this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to cast Carmine, right? Got to cast Carmine. You got to cast Carmine. It's got to be an actor with a very distinct voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, an actor that is willing to not take a helmet off, right? You got to be someone. It's got to be someone committed to the art of acting <laughs> to play this incredibly silly role. Mm-hmm. And there's only one actor who is committed enough <laughs> to play this role, and that is Nicolas Cage. <laughs> um, if you if you got you cast Nicolas Cage as Carmine, you give him. The uh, you give him the the Con Air accent, mm-hmm. and you tell him that he's gonna die, and he's gonna have a, a tremendous death scene. He's gonna eat it up, and then you tell him if this movie does well, 
we're going to, we're going to recast you as your family member, right? Your brother, like they Mm -hmm. did in the game. Right. And then you can have a totally different spin on what this character is supposed to be. You just need to keep the accent. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think he, I think that would be an acting challenge that he would fucking leap at. And, and I want to see it. There is no way that this movie, if it gets made, is going to be any good, right? No, no. <laughs> it's a Netflix movie, right? It's a Netflix movie? No. Yeah. Netflix movies are trash. But uh, God, that's true. There really has been a lot of good movies that Netflix has. Uh, no, has not a forth. lot. So. Not a lot. I, I, I'm. This would be. This would be like. This would be like a bad Predator movie. And. um as long as it's not the predator, mm-hmm. uh, I'm totally fine with it. So, uh, finally, T Wash says, "What game do you wish you could erase from your game history?" He brings up <laughs> Kane and Lynch two as his. Um, uh, look, I'm not proud. Uh, <laughs> I was a very, I was a very lonely person. Um, all those anime titty games that mm-hmm. I have, them Senran Kagura games. Uh, I wish I could just kind of delete from my history, especially like the, the, the bikini one, mm-hmm. because like I can, I can fool, I can, I can, I've got enough cognitive dissonance that I can be like, well, I bought those, those, uh, Senran Kagura games because they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're action games and, and I'm killing like swaths of enemies and, and just like, and with like big titty, like anime chicks and I can't do that with the beach bikini one because <laughs> it's just it's just a bunch of anime women shooting water guns at each other. So, yeah, no. And I think I got a trophy in it, so I can't like delete <laughs> it from my list. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that there's a game that I'm so ashamed of that I wish I could just like nuke it from my from my history. There's probably a PS3 game in there that I might not be the most, uh, the most proud of. I will tell you the one game th- there had not been too many games that I played specifically for trophies. One game that I know I played specifically just for trophies was legends of WrestleMania, um, which was a two hour platinum trophy. And I just remember like, so like the last trophy I needed was to enter the Royal rumble at number one and to win. And because back in that game, like the, you know, the Royal Rumble was just a button mashing minio game, mini game, essentially just, you know, throw people out of the ring. Um, I just hooked up a fucking fight pad and switched it onto turbo and just and just fucking just fucking went about my business with uh, with the big show uh, just to get that trophy wrapped up. And uh, again, I played that game one day uh, just to get those trophies and never touched it again. Uh, after that, so that is probably the most shame uh, that I've that I've committed from a gaming standpoint. The uh, the only game I could, I played just for trophies, like purely for trophies, was um, was uh, I didn't buy it. I checked it out at GameStop mm-hmm. because like oh, I can just get a bunch of trophies. Was Terminator Resistance? Yeah, yeah. Um, Terminator Resistance was. First of all, all the trophies were like gold trophies or something, mm-hmm. something stupid, right? Yep. And um, and and the game could be beaten in like a couple of hours. 
Yeah, and all, and all and all you had to do was beat the game on hard difficulty. I remember just to, to unlock the platform. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, all right, whatever, I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, usually, usually if a game's like absolute shit, like I will, I will, uh, I'll bounce off pretty quickly. Oh, actually, you know what? Like I, I feel I've, I've talked about these on the show before. I feel a, a little bit of shame about like the P Cross series on the Switch, only because of how much time I've spent across all those games that have come out like like i'm talking like hundreds of hours like working through all these p cross puzzles which is insane now i've probably been doing other stuff while i've been doing them because it's a great like have something else on that you're actually paying attention to while you're just doing these puzzles but i've spent an absurd amount of time uh across the p cross series on the nintendo switch so maybe maybe that's the one (laughs) maybe that's the one for me uh, so that is it for the post office. Thank you guys very much for submitting your questions, which you too can do by going to densepixels.com slash fans, uh, which also means that's the end of this podcast episode. So don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download fine podcasts. Make sure you go over to youtube.com slash densepixels and subscribe over there as well. Uh, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dense pixels you can also follow our individual accounts i'm dense pixels brad carrie suppets carrie terrence is apparition 410 um we may not be back next week i might be traveling again i don't know yet for sure so if so if we don't have a show next week don't be surprised um but if i'm not traveling then we will have a show next week but we'll see there you go i'll have my thoughts on god of war if we have a show and uh if not you will have my thoughts on them um in Two December, because I'm going on vacation. Oh well, shit. Week <laughs> well, by 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 then you'll have beaten the game and really be able to share all of your yeah, thoughts. I'll- I got I I got to tell you. So like, reviews came out late last week for mm-hmm. for God of War Ragnarok. I have zero like interest in this game right now. Well, I mean, you didn't you didn't really you didn't play the first one at all, did you? I played through. I want to say, like, I don't know how far in the story I got. I feel like I got about a third of the way in. Like, like I was climbing up the mountain um, when, when where I left off. Was Atreus, um, did, did Atreus learn about Kratos' godhood? I don't think so. Not at that point. I don't think okay. that he did. I, yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't have the, uh, the, the chains by the time I stopped. I know, I know they're in the game, so. Yeah, they're in the game. They come in like they come in like the middle, the the middle to like latter part of the second act. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a it was a good story. It, it's um, and I'm expecting, uh, I'm expecting the new one to have a good story. Look, it's blockbuster video game making, right? Like it's it's what Naughty Dog does. Yeah, and I, and right? I, feel, like, I feel like I'm just so, I don't want to say out on that, but like I feel like it takes something truly different to kind of catch my attention in there. So like, like, like the next blockbuster game, I guess you could say that I'm looking forward to. Um, and I, I, I didn't someone, I, I could have sworn I saw a question somewhere about like anticipated, uh, 2023 games that I must, I might've just missed. Yeah. Oh, John, Johnny John. asked it. Yeah. He, he said, he said, what's your most anticipated triple A game of 2023 is final fantasy 16. For me, because yep. I haven't been into a like excited about a Final Fantasy game since thirteen, and thirteen was a, was a massive letdown for me. Yeah, and so before yeah. that, you'd have to go back to eight before I was like like really geeked out for a for a Final Fantasy game. So 
Yeah. So like, so like that, that is a blockbuster game, but it looks really interesting to me because it looks like it's like comfort food Final Fantasy, but like also very different than what they've done in previous games. Yeah, it's um, it's a toss up between Final Fantasy and Spider-Man. And I feel like Final Fantasy will win out just because it's something new. Right. Spider-Man will just be more Spider-Man, like like which isn't a bad thing. But no, certainly not me. But yeah, but like if I want something brand new. Yeah, I'm 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 super excited for for Final Fantasy. So And 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 I think it's also one of the reasons that I was so taken with Elden Ring this year because like that game felt so new and refreshing to me because I had never really played any of the souls games previously. And it just, it just did so many interesting things and had a lot of really interesting ideas that for me, like it was like a breath of fresh air and, and like ghost of Tsushima was a breath of fresh air for me because it had, a, it was a very, you know, specific, you know, uh period piece and had very, you know, unique combat compared to what you usually see in those types of games and kind of just did open world better than most other games in the genre do it. So like for me, like that's, you know, that that's awesome. Spider-Man, I never had any desire to play, not only because I don't really have any connection with the character, but because to me, like it looks like just another Arkham game essentially. And like, I feel like that I've had kind of my fill with those games. Yeah, if I'm if I'm being honest, like part of it is because I still like I still collect these right. things. You know what I mean? Like like it's it's it just the character means a lot to me. Um I think the uh but if you're looking for like if you're looking for like innovations in gameplay, mm-hmm. it's different, but you could you could boil it down to other types of, of games. Right. Um like with God of War, if you're you got to be along for that ride because the combat, while the combat is fine, it can get it can get rudimentary. Mm. Um, you got a lot of options, but like they don't force you to use those options, right? So, yeah, I'm still looking forward to this God of War. I'm super curious to see what the story will be because the first story was super simple, and it 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 kind of during my replay, you know, it really hit. Um, it really hit me differently now that I'm a father. Um, I, I could see a lot of, of my dad in Kratos mm-hmm. and I don't want that for my sons. Um, because Kratos is not a good dad. He, he's, he's just a present dad at that moment. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super curious about the story and that's not really something you say about a video game, right? Like mm-hmm. I want to play the video game, but um, that's why I never got into The Last of Us Part Two. I'm sure The Last of Us Part Two is phenomenal. Everyone says it is, right? I don't care about that story, so that's why I'm not like into it. But I'm yeah. into this God of War story, so we'll see. We'll see. We will. Um, uh, hopefully next week. If not, whenever. <laughs> so well, very cool well that's it for us thank you all for watching and listening we'll see you all the next time see ya